Welcome to a Moments of Bach bonus episode with soprano Emily Wood. We just performed cantata number 147, Herz und Mund und Tat und Leben, and while we are riding the concert high of performing this cantata, we decided we would do a quick podcast post-concert. We are currently in the sacristy of the church just after the concert. So if you hear some background noise, it's the people who are sticking around after the concert. So Emily, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for being here and thanks for sticking around. Uh, we just wanted to talk to you a little bit about this performance. And I first I have to say that it was a great uh, it was a great performance by you, Emily. I think the soprano solo was really nice. Thank you for doing that. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. So one thing, um, I want to get your thoughts in a second, but one thing I have to bring up before I forget is um, when we practiced the solo, we noticed there was like a wrong note in the one of the vocal score type things. And then so we actually had to check the Bach manuscript, which was a fun thing that I don't have to do that often, but we did. And then it like, you know, I don't know if you were thinking about it in the concert today. I was just like, yep, it's better. You know, it's a note that I'll plug it in here. It's a note that doesn't match the chord underneath. It's just, an, it's a high A and just like it leaps up to a high A and it's supposed to be, or it says it's a G, but it's a typo. It's well, actually an A. Part? Yes, in the soprano part. Oh, whoa, mm-hmm. that's big. Yeah. So we changed it to what Bach had intended and it is better, even though it doesn't match the chord. Yeah, kind of crunchy. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, Emily, what was your favorite part about all this? Goodness, you know the, so, Hearing the whole cantata in context was really neat because you have, you know, the the movements that are sort of like prayers and almost pleas, you know, and then there you have the Jesus Bleibet, which is so, you know, peaceful, and like reassuring yeah. and just this, you know. That kind of a thing. I just love the contrast through it all. It's a great point. And then in the soprano aria, I think it's interesting. Baroque music, just in general, is interesting because of of how you have the different um, moods throughout. With like even within a, an individual aria, mm. but in this one, it's just interesting. We're in a minor key, and the text is essentially, you know, prepare my heart, Lord. And there are some sections that seem very confident and calm. And then the developmental section just seem there's like this, you detect this like anxiety, like man is, is so yeah. anxious. It's about, the same text, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's the same text. So there's like, you can really pick out the kind of wavering affects, I guess, yeah. and emotions throughout. And it really um, paints an interesting like theological picture. And narrative that I appreciate a lot. It's That's pretty cool. So cool. Yeah, it's I, not just divided. The text is not just divided by section necessarily. Is that what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like so, the yeah. minor part of it, or the unusual weird harmony, would like add a context to the music, to mm-hmm. the words. Mm-hmm. It's like I mean, it's why the it's why music is so powerful, right? Because like just clothing those words with that music, the different music, like changes the meaning of it. You know, mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me of the Kuleshov effect in films, where it's like if you cut from one thing to another thing like it means something different if as if the first thing that you chose to cut to i'm not explaining this very well but you know what i mean 
just context matters is what I'm saying. Yeah. And if you cut to something after having seen something sad and cut to a reaction shot or something, but then it, if you cut to that same exact shot after seeing something happy or whatever, they could be the same face that you're seeing on the second shot. And it's, it just look, you can tell that it looks different to you mm-hmm. because of the context. But I think that's, I mean, that's what's great about, about this stuff and Bach and we don't change, you know, like wildly per movement. Right. But then, yeah, it's a great point, Emily. I never really thought about it that way. And he um, doesn't have to do that. Like he, it would be more straightforward for him to set a B, the B section. He gets really kind of wild in his aria B sections. It would make more sense for that to be different words. So that's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, and he sometimes does that in arias, right? Well, sometimes, I think sometimes there's sometimes there's the sometimes. one famous one I'm thinking of is like in the Saint John Passion. There's a I think it's an alto aria where that is like that right it's kind of at the centerpiece where right where he dies and it's the middle part is like heroic it's about the hero of heaven but then the outside parts are mm-hmm. it, is, it is finished the, it is finished yeah. text and so when she sings it is finished in the middle it's like heroic but when she sings it on the outsides it's like devastatingly tragic you know mm-hmm. i just think that's so cool yeah, yeah drawing out like the different facets of a text you know and how we can say something in multiple different ways and communicate different messages that way it's pretty cool yeah that's it's an amazing amazing aria but yeah i just love the the mary stuff and all this you know and anyway i what do you think about movement one because for me emily that's something that i've been just falling in love with when when i've been working on this you know Mm -hmm. it's just like those leaps and stuff yeah i thought that was interesting you know the when you mentioned um how the the leaping in the lines is related to um, this image of John the Baptist weep, yes. like leaping in Elizabeth's womb. Like uh-huh. that's a very interesting bit of text painting there. You would almost think like that's like borderline cheesy, but he does it in mm-hmm. in a way that's not. It's it just yeah. it works so smoothly, yes. and it's not like obvious in your face. Like now that you like have brought that context you can go oh yeah okay I, I hear that but it wouldn't like you know stand out to you like that yeah I wonder because like it does you're right in movement one um, and then in, in eight it does kind of stand out in that one moment where there's a little thing and then literally it's talking about the baby weeping right there and it's like there's two english horns or oboe de caccia and they they're doing legato for the whole thing except for one moment and it's when like the baby the baby john leaps and that's right when they go staccato so that one is kind of cutesy but like it works right i mean I told the choir like this is we were we were dragging on the movement and I t- once I told them it was like you sing it light and cute you're the baby's leaping for, you know leaping for joy in the womb and stuff yeah. and that worked but the uh, I don't know I just think that sort of almost cartoony you know how like cartoons used to be scored that way where it was just like every single movement happening on screen is just like like a xylophone mm-hmm. chromatic thing or whatever mm-hmm. like th- but those things are so colorful and they're amazing to listen to is this music is just so colorful mm-hmm. it paints the picture like really obviously like that yeah i we went really fast on the last 
Corral. What did you think about that, Emily? I mean... That's a weird choice by me. Um, <laughs> definitely, you know, definitely a different choice. Yeah. But I think it was effective, honestly, because, um, you know, you're at the end of the cantata, there's been all of this... Um, drama throughout sure you know and so that last movement kind of ties everything together in this little joyful bow and so i think that brightening it up that way was really effective because it really drives home the point of like okay this is the whole point of the cantata it's a this is a good thing like really drives home those main themes yeah that jesus remains my joy it's a great text at the end Mm mm-hmm because that's you know, like, and you mentioned this earlier, and like, uh, it ties it up because it's like, it's not just like Jesus is my joy, but um, Jesus remains my joy. This is the <laughs> ending. This is how we're sent off, sent mm-hmm. off. So, the chorale, the chorale itself too. I mean, it feels, it just feels like a normal speed when you go this fast, right? Because like, yeah, if you go slow or medium, then the chorale is pretty slow mm-hmm. because it's all those longer notes. happens that's an inevitable part of some of Bach's chorale settings but in this one you can go fast because it's really flexible yeah so it does work I just don't know I mean I just don't know of a more perfect like closer of a cantata because the chorale you know sometimes these chorale movements can be a little bit honestly like anticlimactic because there's not because they're short you know and it's mm-hmm. just a st- simple crowd wouldn't have really been that way i guess to them in the day because they recognized the tune and it would have been comforting ending but here you have it the best of both worlds right the known tune chorale but then also this beautiful clothing of this triplet these that famous yeah. that famous triplet also or obligato it's funny because now the world famous thing about this is the eighth notes really yeah and uh the triplety eighth note thing and meanwhile in Bach's time that was the thing he probably he kind of had to sell that it was going to have this that was the new thing that was like it was a pastoral it was a pastoral like da 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 in a folksy key of G major and just like very outdoorsy and that was what was added whereas the just the straight ahead hymn tune was the thing that they would have recognized where now it's kind of the other way around most people don't know this hymn but they sure know this setting. But now it's completely intertwined and you can't really separate them anymore. Yeah. Well, thanks, Emily. Thanks thank for you. doing this. And also, just thanks for singing on the cantata. It was, it was such a great experience. Yeah, thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. Well, this is going to be one of our bonus episodes. We'll probably release this near the end of the year. Okay, Emily. Uh, Can you send us off? Until next time, enjoy those moments.